Welcome to Drive Time Marketing. This is where we talk to marketers about what they're doing today to drive results. Drive Time Marketing is sponsored by M Partners. All the tools, resources, and flexibility of a big agency, all the attention and creativity of a boutique shop. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Drive Time Marketing. Tips, tricks, and tools to bring your marketing to new and great destinations. I'm Julia Carcamo, and joining me today is an old friend, a former coworker, a former vendor, a former client, and they're all one person, Danny Bourgeois. Yeah, I mean, good morning, I, I, Danny. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Hey, where are you calling from today? You always seem to be on the road. Today, I'm at the uh, home office in Marietta, Georgia, and I'll be back on the road again for the next uh, seven of 10 weeks. <laughs> wow. That's quite a schedule. Um, so, after, I'm sorry. No, what were you going to say? I was going to say, but I figure after this many years of us working together with all those roles, that um, it really is just a, a good partnership role that's worked well for us. So thanks for having me. Well, the, you know, in all, all uh, full disclosure, we have gotten into some knockdown drag outs, but I think that's what makes our <laughs> relationship so la- long lasting. <laughs> I don't know anybody who's successful in marketing that just skips through every day. Those, t- those people tend to be in sales, not marketing. <laughs> so I mentioned in the introduction, we've known each other for far too many years to count at this point. Um, but tell us a little about what you're doing these days. Well, luckily for me, I've, uh, I've seen seven years in uh, the, the endurance event marketing space with the Louisiana Marathon. And in the last year, we rolled out our, another event called the Mississippi Gulf Coast Marathon. And with that success and really uh, the expansion of our team uh, in a more formal way, I've now been able to start looking into some other events. And I'm currently starting a new event in Marietta, Georgia, Cobb County, with uh, the Battery and the Atlanta Braves that we're going to announce later this, uh, later this month called the Veterans Day Fall Classic. Well, I guess you announced it just now, right? <laughs> Well, well, this is going to air like this is going to air later in the month, so maybe we won't steal your thunder. <laughs> <laughs> well, teasing it here and letting people know about it is one thing, but really opening up registration and driving runners to register is what what I consider a full announcement. So, okay. So you you said you're working in the endurance sports marketing. What what is that? Well, I'd love to say the short answer is uh, perspiration over. Um, uh, preparation or participation, but really it, it's participation, not spectatorship. When we market to athletes, mostly weekend warrior and, and, and non-professional athletes, uh, to participate in an event of running, cycling, swimming, triathlon, multi-sport, mud sport, things like that, um, we're really you know, talking endurance sports marketing. When we go a step further and define it as cause-related participation, um, about 10, 15 years ago when competitor group and the rock and roll series really started pushing how you could run and fundraise for charities. It just added another level, another dimension that, um, had changed the industry. Uh, and I give them kind of the, the kudos of the tipping point for what they did back then. But, but nowadays, um, with the, New York City Marathon and the London Marathon and a few other really large events that um, that sell out, they can raise up to a million, million and a half per mile in fundraising from participation because a small fraction of the group is open to the public to run 
um, just by signing up online, uh, the rest of the uh, 80, 90% of the field is going to come from people who've partnered with a charity and fundraised for that charity in some capacity. So we call it the, the cause-related participation or charity runners. So is that the, the trend in these marathons to be more cause-related than it is just participation? Um, you know, the, the evolution was, you know, you go back to the 70s when you, you started to see Americans really getting into um, the, the sport of running, or back then it was also called jogging, which is now kind of a faux pas term. And then uh, it moved into um, th- this next level of, of, of participation, you know, in the, in the 1980s, events like uh, the Peachtree Road Race or the Crescent City Classic in New Orleans or the Falmouth races or things up in uh, the, the Boston area um, that kind of spun off of the Boston Marathon um, with those groups, you know, that running in, in the 80s really became um, groups of people seeing if they could participate. Somewhere in the, the late 80s, early 90s is when Competitor Group really started and, and other entities really started doing the cause related. And what we're seeing now is a little bit of a shift where it's not just runners running and fundraising because so many people are running now and so many are fundraising and there's only so many friends you have that you can tap into. Um, we're starting to see that corporations are partnering with um, charities to leverage an event like ours to work together to fundraise in addition to sponsorship. So it's now becoming a part of activation and part of your online digital social media story uh, for a corporation is to say you're partnering with this charity, come run with us or come fundraise with us. So that's how really, it's evolved. That's, that's really interesting. I, I, I don't know that a lot of people are aware of that fact. I mean, we see people running. I mean, you, you see the big, the big marquee marathons, the Boston, the, the New York marathon. And I guess you don't really hear that, that message so much when you're outside of that market and outside of that space. Yes. Yes. I mean, if I really were to break it down and say there are probably, you know, there's a world um, series of uh, a real top tier participation events like the Boston Marathon, the New York City Marathon, the Chicago Marathon, London, um, Berlin and um, Osaka, Japan. Let's just say those are the, the real top elite tier that get anywhere from 25 to 55,000 marathoners per event, most of which, and a Marine Corps marathon falls in that group too, most of which have a strong charity fundraising aspect that corporations and individuals are, are part of. And then you start getting into uh, the 20,000 pers- person runner multiple event uh, offerings that are out there. Um, what I mean by multiple event, it means marathon, half marathon, uh, 10K, 5K, kids races, all of that added together. You know, there's a group of top cities like Dallas and Los Angeles and, and San Francisco um, that have events um, that, that are doing really well. And then you start getting into my level that, that our events are a part of when you're in Baton Rouge and the Gulf Coast where, you know, you're scraping about 10,000 in per each event across all of your multiple races and you have, you know, a, a good sponsor um, base and a good charity partnership base, but having to evolve and grow that is a lot different than selling out a 55,000 person marathon. Right. And I was thinking as you were going through that, that these marathons just seem to be, they're a lot of work, no matter if you have 10,000 or 50, 
5,000 people. And you're working now with a handful of races. You're the founder, one of the founders of the Louisiana Marathon. And you've since that group has expanded and founded the Mississippi Gulf Coast Marathon. And, and tell us some of the other races that you're working with. Um, you know, together as a group, you know, our team has a series of races in um, in and around Baton Rouge, New Orleans, uh, and along the Gulf Coast. Um, there's a core group of us that are um, affiliated for the last seven years uh, that all of us have worked on Louisiana Marathon, but we all have different races. Um, I've actually just recently picked up a project in, in Boston with the guys that put on the Boston Marathon at Dave McGilvery and his team at DMSE Sports. And there's a classic that they do in the summer in July that was the Runners World Classic last year. So now I've got a chance to work with a few people there to see what some of their smaller market challenges are because this race is in Andover, Massachusetts. It's not in the main city area of Boston. It's, it's kind of an suburb. And then I'm also working on an event here in uh, Atlanta, Georgia with the, uh, the Battery Atlanta, which is basically the new area around SunTrust Park, which is the Braves' new stadium. And it's probably the biggest market I've had a chance to start working on a project in. And the dynamic is, uh, is definitely different. So when I mentioned in the introduction that uh, you were also a former client and I worked with you one year on the Louisiana Marathon, um, mostly on the digital side, a lot of the email marketing and then eventually, you know, just producing some things um, for you. What I knew that you used a lot of different ways to attract people to register. So what are your tools of the trade? And, and, and if, or What's really been the standout for you? What are you trying out? What's, what's exciting you right now? All right. So if I were to say that we have two real, um, two real goals, like anything else in marketing, one is to create awareness and, you know, continually be in front of our core base, but also those like our core base to get more runners. And then the other really is to drive conversion. And we know that if there's some type of fear of missing out or some type of opportunity that the call to action really does drive an immediate conversion. So things like rates increase next month, rates increase next week, rates increase on May 8th, um, rates increase tomorrow, rates increase today. That always gets us conversion, whether it's across uh, email, segmented emails to specific groups, whether it's across Facebook, Facebook ads, Twitter, any of those channels. But the, the messaging that gets the conversion is that. We also know that the decision to do a race from research that's come from running USA and some of their independent surveys over the last seven years I've seen, one of the top items that runners say of all ages that encourage them to make a decision to, to register for a particular race was word of mouth. So awareness and, and, uh, and conversion are two things that are important to us, but one of the main cross threads across each is providing the communication in a way that our runners, whether they are registering at the moment or whether they will be registering or whether they have registered, is continually give them something to share with others and increase the quote-unquote word of mouth, whether that's a digital word of mouth or whether it's an actual face-to-face. -face. From an awareness standpoint, owned media pushing things across our website, um, you know, email and Facebook has been, you know, the, the, the trinity or the trifecta for us to make uh, uh, lift happen or to really 
see some um, some traction take place. Um, but to be honest with you, the, the key thing that I've seen that works for us across the board really is a balanced approach across multiple channels that we have targeted areas where we say, all right, let's put a big energy around this because we can be relevant with a marathon for at least 36 weeks, maybe even for the whole year because people are training for as much as 36, 32, uh-huh. 30, 20 weeks. So part of our goal is to just make sure that across our digital platform that we're giving people relevant content so that they feel like they're motivated and they're inspired and they feel better connected with the other runners and to some extent feel better connected with the community that we're, we're travel marketing for, you know, whether it's Baton Rouge or the state of Louisiana or whether it's um, Gulf Port or Biloxi or the whole Gulf Coast in Mississippi, we want to make sure that we're giving um, good stories and good content for people to share. It always comes down to content, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, it comes down to content and connections and it comes down to, you know, cultivating and curating that content in those connections. So that's nothing new for us. It's just um, what's new is finding new and relevant things. That's that's the uh, the interesting thing each year. So um, tell me about the market. I mean, so my assumption initially when I started working with you, and I think that the the greater assumption is that when you're talking about endurance events, marathons specifically, you're talking about these tough triathlete, tough mutter kind of folks. Who's actually running in these marathon events? You know, from a marathon and what we've seen over the years, the slight adjustment by a couple of percentage, when you really say who are the, the, the most active marathoners, it's men 35 to 44 by about you know, 60, 40%. Um, you really look at the half marathon runner and where the majority of the growth in the race space has been, where there's a larger ticket item to sell, which is the half marathon. And that's going from 59, 58% women who are ages, uh, you know, 25 to 54. Um, it's now grown up to 63, 64% for the half marathon. And whether they're married or single or divorced, whether they're in a household income of 75000 or up to 200 and something thousand, um, they have a similar connection to the sport as its personal challenge. It's a cause they run for. It's support for a friend, but it's also a social thing. Whereas most of the men will travel run for the half or for the full, and they travel by themselves and meet someone up. They may share a room, but they'll have a different schedule of things they do the whole weekend. But the women, they'll book suites. They'll travel in small groups of four, six, eight people, and they'll make an event out of the half marathon distance so that when they recover, they can do other things in the town that they're in before and after the race. That's right. So the Louisiana Marathon it's, is entering its seventh year. Is that correct? Yes, it is. We started, you know, really planning and getting into things in 2010, but we featured the first event in 2012. Right. So now when you look back on that race, because that's the one that you've been working with the longest that's matured um, and, and that you've learned from in order to expand to other races, what's the biggest aha that you've discovered over these seven years? Especially as you look back now to the beginning, what's the thing you didn't expect? 
you know, the, the biggest thing I didn't expect was how one simple act of running or even the simple act of producing a running event that the perspective that people have of what you're offering, it, it really isn't what you say or how you say it. it, it it's, it's what they hear. And you need to listen and you need to really get in, in into the space of some of your core runners and, and who they represent and, and, and really understand what they're hearing about your event. So in the beginning, I remember we were using a lot of terms like health and fitness and wellness and even connecting with our corporate par- partners and our sponsors. Nobody could really say, there's a woman and a gentleman who are fitness people. You know, nobody walks around using the term fitness and then really impacts the business. They walk around and say, I run or I am a runner. I play golf occasionally and or I'm a golfer. You know, I've been bowling or I am a bowler. But nobody walks around saying, I'm a fit person and I'm glad to be a fitter person. It's just not one of those things. So what I've learned really is the power of word of mouth and the power of listening. Now, I guess you really do have to get to the heart of their identity. And their identity wasn't you do. fitness. You do, and do, and I, you know, working with you over the years, and working with you know some of our friends at Trumpet and a few other places, really aggregating a prioritized list of need sets, and then seeing how an organization connects its value with those need sets, I, I think is is the start of the game. As you go further and go deeper into how you're going to communicate the value of that organization and its product or its service to each specific need set, making sure there's an emotional you know, heart string, there's a, there's a clean, simple, consistent path to conversion or, or messaging around conversion. You know, that's the art of marketing and the art of advertising, uh, you know, really, you know, connective disruption. But I think the part that's most important is when you get all the way back to what are we doing and why are we doing it, you need to reinvent uh, your understanding of those need sets and that connection each year. You know, one of the things that we were really successful about in, in the beginning that we still do now, but it seems more like work, whereas before it seemed a lot of fun because it was new, was sitting down and saying, okay, it's year two or it's year three. The race was just a week ago. We've got all these surveys and all this feedback. Let's really organize what happened and let's make sure that we're prepared to kind of retell our story for the next year and, and, and stay relevant. Um, it seems a little more like work now, and the variation isn't as wide in our understanding because we're not as naive as we used to be. Mm-hmm. But it is still fun to, to hear what people say of what they liked and also where they think we could improve and in what areas were just downright challenges. And you know, they really respect our approach uh, to listening and then to addressing these challenges each year. That's great. Well, Danny, thank you for joining me this morning. Um, I know it was early for me, but not early for you. Before we go, we ask everyone to give our listeners a tip, trick, or tool that they might put in place today. What is yours? You know, I really think that the, the tip is find a new way to listen. Find a new uh, entity or a new uh, group of people that match um, what you're trying to uh, to push or to sell or or to solve. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and I think honestly, find a new way to to hear what what they're saying in, in, in their way, and then see how it translates across 
from your story to your channels to your um, your ongoing engagement. Right. So know your audience and then figure out how to operationalize that across the whole the whole um, culture and industry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really know them from it. Like, 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 really go out there and try to find a new way to uh, to, to to listen. You know, each year I think that that uh, or, or each month you could even find a new way to uh, to connect with a different aspect of your um your, your target audience and and the uh, keeps it new and keeps it fresh. Great. So, lastly, where can our listeners find you? How can they get in touch with you? You know, um, for, for me personally, you know, I'm uh, on Facebook at uh, facebook.com, danny.bourgeois. Um, from my Twitter and, uh, and LinkedIn uh, and, and all those other channels, I'm very active with the races. So if you ping any of the races we've talked about today, that's really the best way to, uh, to see what I'm doing and how my team and I are doing it. Um, I am getting more active and have you know, been a, a proud member of LinkedIn for years. So there's always some good business sides of me uh, there. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. And thank you for joining us, Danny, again. We'll have links to Danny and how you can get in touch with him and all the races in our show notes at www.jcarcamoassociates.com slash drive time dash marketing thank you for joining us on drive time marketing to leave us a review visit our website at acarcamoassociates.com slash drive time dash marketing drive time marketing is sponsored by m partners practicing the science of why why walking through your doors is completely different than walking through your competitor's door find out more about m partners at mpartners.com until next time keep driving towards your goals with great marketing